the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 in Bolverde Road. During the next two hours, our experts will help you with your gardening questions when you call 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Or come by Millburgers during the show and have your question answered in person. And now it's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930. 30 a.m. The answer. And welcome to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Milton Glick, along with Trace Hazlett and Dr. Calvin Finch, on a beautiful, beautiful day here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And uh, hey, we want you to come by and visit with us. Ask your gardening question. Uh, you can uh, just uh, come by and enjoy the beautiful scenery. Do, and or you can take pictures of the butterflies uh, in the butterfly garden or right in front of us. What's what's in front of us on the the red right there? Do you see the butterfly? Is that Dianthus? Down this row here. Yes, it's uh, Dianthus. Okay. And coneflower. No, oh, they like the Dianthus. We did not. Yes. We were uh, there was a Mark and I were trying to identify a. It's a common worldwide butterfly, but it's we don't see it all the time here. Uh, and we, uh, I forgot to look it up in the, in the book. Um, we'll have to remember to do that this year. Next. But we did remember some tomatoes. And they are good. Yeah. Calvin, uh, are you going to freeze them? No. Okay. I'm going to eat them. Okay. You're going to be trotting to the bathroom. There's only about 100. They'll be gone. I know. They'll be gone by the end of the show. It's actually heavy. Uh, at least I thought it was heavy. Uh, to move, I was passing it across the porch to uh, Trace from Calvin. It was like, oh man! It was lighter when it went back. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how how long how long did it take you to pick this? Uh, how many you figure you got there? Oh, it's a. I don't know. It took me half an hour. And this is just like from this morning. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Oh, okay. And then I forgot to bring them yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I don't know how much uh, that's. I'd that's get. A, I'd guess in excess of a hundred. Oh, I would think. Oh, so, Oh, yeah, yeah. The number. I was. Just, I was trying to estimate the poundage. So, and how many do you still have on the uh, the bush? The, on the on, on the, the plant. Yeah. Plants. Well, there's a lot of green ones on the plants. All right. What's the weather going to do? Let me check the weather. I'm just curious. Does it stay like this the rest of the week? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, uh, there was I saw a, rain somewhere. I think yeah, there I think was another thirty-seven degree day, but that's that was it. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yes, sir. The other the other thing that we've been talking about a lot the last few weeks and related to the weather. Are those uh, monarch caterpillars mm-hmm. that we did not expect on our 
yeah on our giant uh, milkweed but there they were and so we had a, a, a staff here mobilized a team to uh, taken uh, as, as part of the uh, butterfly garden uh, to, to uh, have set up a, l- a little housing for them so that they would they, it was it's too late for them to make it back to uh, to their wintering grounds right so they but they've uh, the report that I got is that they were building their little uh, houses and uh, going as as per expectations and then another neat part of it we got two separate actions and then another one is by by a local school teacher yeah trace was dealing with her that uh she her her uh classes uh studying uh, nature mm-hmm. they are organizing the same kind of effort on behalf of uh, the caterpillars too and she she's all excited I, I, I'll be curious to see what the oh, I bet reaction both. of her class is yeah I bet it's good I bet she'll call in yeah Lulu will have to give us an update so she's probably got the uh, chrysalises too you think if uh, the uh, person here that took them has if they're, yeah. they've gone into the cocoon well, the cocoon stage and Milbergers is playing a big role here but um I, I I don't I don't quite understand, but Trace got a little impatient when I suggested that we have uh, four of the staff just uh, stop um, selling and taking care of the plants and just concentrate on the monarch caterpillars. No, oh, he yeah. just didn't go for it. We, no, we had to we had to recruit volunteers out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you got this big nursery or. You know, the three monarchs. They can do whatever they want on their own time. <laughs> okay. Uh, and do you do you have people that come by and just, just take pictures? Because you really, it's almost like a little... It's a regular thing. Is it really? That's it so cool. Uh, what's the most popular plants to, to take pictures of? Well, it depends what, if they're going for the butterflies and it's all those things Calvin talks about. Right. Uh, I'd say the most common would have been on the lantana. Oh, okay. Um, what? On the lantana. Oh, yeah. Is where most people got their pictures. Well, we get people to come take pictures pretty regularly just to take pictures. Yeah, that's what I would thought. Well, well and we got we still have a, a couple of those uh, uh, giant uh, yeah, there's, milkweeds. There's right? two of them still yeah, in the greenhouse. Giant, giant white milkweed. We've even had proposals here, Milton, and people taking pictures. Oh, of how proposals. cool. I wonder if they met here. The, they did. They did? She was a cashier. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. Are they going to get married here, or is it, too, is it past the... Um, they are already married. I don't think they're going to... Okay. Because the amphitheater would be nice. A nice little... You know, We've had that happen once. You know what? Actually, it might have been them. We've had one, uh, one situation where we had something happen here. Okay. Very cool. Uh, but you don't, you don't recommend it as a normal thing. Well, they wanted to do it later, and um, so we had to make special arrangements oh, okay. to be open. <laughs> yes, it's a, uh, uh, nothing you want during the ceremony more than, you know. A forklift it, driving by? Yeah, a forklift driving by or just, you know, do you so-and-so take? We need four bags of uh, <laughs> winterizer on. It would happen. It would happen, absolutely. 
I need two pallets aside, two pallets aside. Happy wedding. Well, it's my, they're more likely to be asking for the gift certificates out. Oh, that's true. They could. Uh, and we've been talking about for Christmas and for. They make good presents for uh, weddings, too, and for birthdays. That's true. But, uh, hey, um, you know, yesterday I was talking about how much I really like those blue primulas. Uh huh. I couldn't resist. I bought a. I bought a uh, tra- tra- two, tray and a half of them. They're just they're spectacular. I'm trying. I'm converting an area that is um, that is now now just partially shade after a tree fell down during the, the drought. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to see how they they fit in there. So, but uh, it's unbelievable the the display of primulas that we, that we have here at Millburgers. All the colors you can think of, and those colors are mm-hmm. intense, deep, waxy colors. And then the foliage is patterned and thick, and 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 it's it's exceptional too. If you've never seen them, you, it's worth a trip just to take a look at those. There's a lot of them there, and they just happen to be surrounded by uh, these uh, what are these other colorful flowers here. <laughs> Cyclemen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't believe you're having a hard time remembering their name. Now, don't believe it. He did not second. finish with his cartload of stuff, though. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he, he had stock on that cart too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That that's another thing. That the stock, the primula, and the cyclamen are generally uh, good most years, but the the stock stock is a kind of a variance because they're they're really quite hard to to grow. But this year, wow, the fragrance, you can, you can uh, uh, smell the wonderful fragrance here at the nursery when you're uh, 30 feet, 40 feet away, and it's the same at, at, at my garden. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and I just keep expanding. You know, I kind of, kind of assess whether I've got enough light there, and so now I bought, I bought this other flat because I, I found another spot where I think I can fit them in there. Did, uh, and they're on sale, too. Where are the stocks? Okay, so that's not what I smelled when I was uh, oh. walking through yesterday. Is it the alyssum? Were you close to the bathroom or where? No, no, no. It was a good oh. smell. Oh. I think it was the alyssum. Yeah, the alyssum. Right there. There. Could Real be strong. the alyssum. Yeah. Could have been the stock. But there, the are, stock? there are some sweet olives blooming oh. over there. And then, uh, of course, the white cyclamen are possibilities. It is a possibility. No, it was right when I walked past the alyssum, so I, I was guessing that was it. And it was strong. And it was a beautiful fragrance. You don't think it was? you're giving me a look like, I don't but think it, it's alyssum. Some people can smell it. Okay. They can't smell it. Oh, some people can. Oh. I was, it was a joke. Okay. Oh, I can't. I can't ever smell the cyclamen as much as I like them. Yeah. But uh, I bought I bought a bunch of whites this year. Yeah, I got. I guess I got to go back and try to. You're gonna have to sniff them. Sniff, sniff a little more. So pick pick the blooms just before they get really ugly, and the the pollen is just uh, okay. And what what is the uh, w- 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 the one that blooms at night? Uh, they're they're starting to bloom now too. Uh, Not the jasmine. You had you had them for sale along the. Before the Christmas trees came, um, jazz no night blooming jasmine. Yeah, they're 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 out there. If people have got those, I suspect that they're sh- just like mine. They're showing uh, blooms now. I haven't noticed the, 
their fragrance, but once they start blooming, they're another really strong, fragrant flower. So, Milton, that was a plant that, in the old days, they would plant on the south side of their house mm-hmm. uh, because it wasn't really air conditioners. Um, and they would plant it, open up their window at night, and then the smell would permeate through the house. Yeah. yeah. Which one was it again? Night blooming jasmine. Oh, okay, okay. You could almost, if if you could almost imagine, or you could almost see the the fragrance floating into the window when you do that. Yeah. Mine are kind of by the the uh, uh, sliding there, door, and then the same thing happens. And wasn't there another open. one that you told that story about? Uh, where the fragrance was uh, was super strong, and it, um, but it wasn't jasmine. I didn't think, but I don't know if it doesn't sound familiar. Then it probably was. Um, that would have been the only one that does okay, that. okay, that has that history well, of being other, planted on the south side of the house and all that. Oh, okay. Of course, the the one that really ha- another one that has a strong fragrance are the oh the the bulbs that we put hyacinths. Yeah, we can stand. We can oh, stand the, the smell when they're outside. The, the white they get um, a little potent in the pa- house. Paper whites, the paper whites. Yeah, are they all related? No. Okay. But, but I didn't know hyacinths. Are you talking about the paper whites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But y'all, all, y'all kind of talk about that kind of like it can be overpowering in the house. I think so, but some people like it. Okay, cool. I like it. Okay. I didn't know about hyacinth. They uh, also have a fragrance? Very fragrant. Oh, good. Okay. That's a positive. That'd be a nice gift then. Yeah. Hmm. And hyacinth you force? I would. Okay. They're definitely not going to naturalize here. Okay. We still have some. I think there's a handful of hyacinths. I think the paper whites are gone. Yeah. Cool. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 and toll free outside of San Antonio 866-308-8867 but yeah 210-308-8867 or come by and visit with us at 1604 Boulevardy Road and uh, we'd love to talk with you about gardening and uh, you can uh, yep, like we're, we're going to do with Mike right now we're going to be in, a, in weeks in the future, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, milkweed, and uh, yeah. oh, and we got a, a huge following of uh, gardeners that are like me, trying to get more successful at at uh, raising native milkweeds. Okay, well, and hey. Milbergers is helping us along with some other. Oh, that's nurseries. right. You're doing another presentation. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk to Mike about asparagus at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. What's going on? I have an, as- I have an asparagus firm uh, in a pot that's out of control, and I simply want to know if I can cut it back uh, and not kill it. You couldn't kill that plant if you wanted to. Um, so you you have the answer half right. If it is that full, that means there's uh, tubers all in that pot. And those tubers eventually will either push the plant out of the top or it will break the pot. So not only cut it back, but I would cut it in half on the root. I don't know, that, it, I can, I don't know that I can get it out of the pot because it's just totally full of those tubers. 
All right. Well, if it ever happens again with a different pot, uh, you want to once a year get in the habit of cutting it in half, replant half of it, and plant the other half somewhere else. Um, Very good. Ideally, yeah. if you could get it out without breaking the pot, you should do that. Otherwise, it eventually may break the pot on its own. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's you're not going to retard its growth or retard its production much, even if you do break the pot and uh, and separate them because they're going to they're going to be uh, you'll hear them uh, cheering for their freedom hmm. and uh, <laughs> and you'll and, and you'll really see the difference in production too. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's huge, and so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cut it into quarters when, uh, when the pot breaks. That'll work. All right. I appreciate the info. When, when you do pick out your next pots to put them in, pick out a normal-shaped pot, because if you get something that's got, like, a lip that curves in, you will never get it out intact again. So oh. well, that's, norm- that's what I have. That's what I have, yeah. Okay. All Did right. Not know that. Way to go, Mike. Thank you Bye, very Mike. much. All right, two, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And, um, yeah, we have a – it's it's interesting to see in our neighborhood there is a, um, someone that – I mean, it's a huge terracotta pot, huge. And I think they planted a crepe myrtle in it, and I guess the roots got out because it just busted that pot. I mean, it is just in pieces and – they're just letting it kind of stay where it is. I guess that's easier than... Black, blackberries will even do that. Really? Yeah, Judy had a planting and uh, started out in a, unif- in a nice controlled container. Uh, when, about three years, it was across the side of the, the fence. They, they, uh, a lot of plants will take advantage of whatever. I've had room. three instances... One was an Esperanza that was in a plastic pot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And it went, it could not get it out. It actually dwarfed the plant. It was kind of cool looking. Uh, yeah. But eventually I, I cut the plastic pot away. Yeah. I uh, had it happen with a philodendron and could never get the pot out till two years ago when the plant went mushy. And then I had it happen on uh, a uh, morning glory. It escaped the pot, oh, okay. and I fought that thing for 10 years. Wow. All right, we'll talk more about that in a minute, because uh, uh, I bet you're not the only one on that one. But Barbara's on the line at 210-308-8867. Barbara, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you all doing? Doing great. It's a pretty day. It's a beautiful day. I'm getting ready to go out and, and do some gardening myself. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I've never seen this before out here. Uh, I have, I, I call it infestation just because there's so many of them, but I've never seen so many. They're, I think the caterpillars call a woolly bear. They're crawling all over the place out here. And I was wondering if I'm the only one that, <laughs> that has that or if anybody else has been reporting. Do you know what the source, are they moving across the the grass, or are oh, they? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on. I'm out in the country. I uh, only thing I have a garden for is the tomatoes, and that, that's not being used right now. And so they're all they're crawling all, all across the grass. The grass is out here, which is just everything. Because I I'm, I'm not a real gardener or landscaper thing. I don't have that going on. 
but they're all over the ground. And I, in fact, the first time I've ever seen one that, um, up on my deck, uh, and I don't, I don't know how it got up there. <laughs> and they're not coming. They're not coming out of the trees like those other kind of worms that come out, or, or caterpillars or whatever they're called. But uh, and they just are crawling all over. And then I thought caterpillars would go into a, a, where they have a, a coon, that type of thing. These just they just lay there and die. It looks like uh, they're not they're not uncommon. But I can't remember the name right now. But I'll bet at least maybe Trace can. But the uh, the gar- there's some gardeners out there that I'm sure can. Um, yeah, I think they're called woolly bear, if I remember. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're you're uh, Warren at. Uh, yeah, we need Warren to call us. He'll he'll know for sure. But yeah. they're uh, yeah. What you're what you're describing is common, and it'll, it may come to me. But uh, well, if they're just laying over and dying, then there's probably no food source for them to do the change. After last year, yeah, maybe was, that's what's going on. But I, I you, you, you don't I'm have not... any lush. Um, Rescue grass or any uh, green? Well, everything out here is it's finally got green because, you know, we finally got some rain and cooler weather. But everything's turning green now. But the summer was horrible. There wasn't anything. Yeah. I, I didn't have any luck with anything. I just was watering to keep things alive. So, um, but it, it, this all of a sudden there they were, and, and they're just they're still coming coming around. I don't know where they're coming from or. And it was amazing to me to how the one that I saw at my door was the it was up on a deck. I mean, I I had, had stairs that go up. So oh, don't I, be I surprised are, if they go up on your house. Are they the one? Are they uh, black with a red center? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's. So what are they mountains? So googling them, it just says woolly bear caterpillars. Uh, yeah. They they're the. Um, wait a minute! The, I had them a minute ago. They're the uh, caterpillar for the um, Isabella tiger moth. Does that sound familiar? I don't. I'm oh, we not have sure that's the one. Here. I was. Thinking. Oh, okay. Um, are there, uh, does it say on the on these woolly bear that they uh, have widespread move, movement across the? No, I, I didn't get that. Because I think they're the some we had at the nursery. There's a couple woolly of years worms, ago. woolly bear, woolly yeah. bear moths. Yeah, I think I, these are the woolly bears. Okay. Okay. So they so they are not like a big sweeping across your your field or anything. It's it's no, I don't. I, I have a field, but it's, it's used for cattle and stuff. And oh. uh, this is just where I come out of the shop, my sh- little shop I have, and my my house. Uh, on the ground, and they're just crawling everywhere. Anything that's green is that's where they're crawling. So I was just curious, maybe somebody else will report they seen the same thing. I've just yeah. I've been out here for many years and I've never seen this. Yeah. Well now if you go to I was I I stumbled on an article on the uh, farmer's almanac and uh-huh. it says woolly bear caterpillars, also called woolly bear woolly worms, have a reputation for being able to forecast the coming winter weather. Oh. If the rusty band is wide, it'll be a mild winter. The more black there is, the more severe the winter. Uh, and then oh. they, they go into whether it's true or not. So how uh, how wide is the black band? <laughs> I'll have to get a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
What, is that, what are they eating? Are they eating everything you say? No, well, again, I can't tell because I don't really have a garden to speak of. I don't, I uh-huh. don't have a regular, normal, what everybody, everybody else would have in, the, in a yard. Um, mine is just all country. I've got some plants in pots, and um, but that's it. So I can't really tell you. But I'll be looking for the band. <laughs> Yeah, go look at the band. And then uh, do you, if you run around on Google, just Google them. But what you described, yeah, there, there's a red band in the center and black or brown yeah, on either side. Yeah. And we'll encourage uh, our see, listeners. Can you see the picture? Yeah. Okay. We'll encourage our listeners, too, that have had a uh, record with them. Trace, can you? To let us, to give us a call if they have some uh, other information oh. that's pertinent. Yeah. Yeah, if it's pretty. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. Is, Ma- is, Ma- is Mary here on your staff today? Yeah, somewhere. She's in the caterpillar. She's in the butterfly garden. She went to lunch and. Oh, lab. okay. Because oh, she, she, okay. she, she should she, be here. She has dealt. She has dealt with them before. Oh, cool. We'll find out. Well, All good. Right. And and if it makes any difference, I'm in Wilson County. I'm not in Bear County. So oh, okay. I don't know if it makes any difference. I'm in the Sand Hills. We'll find out. All right. All right. I'll be listening. Good job, Milton. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. It's a beautiful day to hop in the car and uh, take a trip out here to Millburgers or to hop in the car afterwards and take a trip over to Prusky's Market in Atkins, Texas. If you're looking for a great food experience, if you like to cook and you want terrific food to uh, to cook with, outstanding sausage, great uh, steaks, great beef, chicken, pork, um, geese. Pru- what's that? Oh, oh, geese, rabbit, quail. Prusky's Market is the place to go, uh, and it's really cool. I mean, when you go in there, you're going to notice a difference. It's going to look like uh, markets used to look, uh, where you've got two butchers behind there. They can serve you. They can answer questions. They can, if you're looking for natural beef, they've got the uh, beef from the Yanta Ranches, which is natural beef, uh, which has no growth hormones and no antibiotics, and a lot of people are interested in that. Uh, they've got all kinds of great stuff. It really is worth the trip to, to start establishing the relationship. And go to the website, Prusky'sMeatMarket.com, Prusky'sMeatMarket.com, and uh, right there you'll see some gift box ideas, uh, holiday gift box, the uh, fully cooked brisket gift box, the uh, best fresh Polish sausage gift box as well. Six pounds of that Polish sausage. So check it out now. They'll ship it out uh, for you. Uh, It's uh, right there on Highway 87 between 410 and uh, 1604, but just tell your phone you want to go to Prusky's Market, and it'll take you there. Or you can call them ahead and order stuff. That's uh, at 830. You're writing this down? 227 8322 830-227-8322 or go to Prusky's Meat Market.com. That's Prusky's All right. 210-308-8867. I wonder if anybody else, if she's having that trouble, uh, we need our Wilson County callers to uh, call us and tell us if they're having woolly uh, woolly bear caterpillar problems or just 
or the yeah or the lawn the lawn caterpillar but uh but as you, trace made a good point too that you uh the uh, lawn performance is so erratic this year oh you know on those caterpillars that i was thinking of they move across the uh well actually uh, uh just like those uh those termites those surface termites move across that uh, like a Bermuda hayfield or no, that's not the uh, subterranean. I guess they wouldn't be moving across the top if they were subterranean. Isn't that no, what they're no, called? It's, the, uh, what is it called? It's surface? No, oh, okay. Surface. Uh, surface termites. Termite. Yeah, that hmm. that. Okay. That that that's pro- probably was what was more common in past years. This year, I haven't heard any of those, but but uh, yeah, that'll be. I'm sure a lot of them have seen uh, those caterpillars. Yeah, right. I kind of suspected somebody, somebody would give us a call. Yeah, and uh, yeah, tell, uh, tell us how they dealt with them. If you've been, yeah, tell us how what, what you think. And did we? I don't think she wanted. I can't remember if she wanted to deal with them or not, like get rid of them. But you said if you did, any normal insecticide should take care of it. Okay, yeah. since we don't know what they're eating, you can't really use BT. Oh, um, okay. I'm guessing you could use spinosad, but I would be thinking malathion. One of the, one of the. Uh, Listings on the uh, web said that uh, BT would work, but that that means they'd have to consume the grasses. And most caterpillars don't consume all the same. I mean, don't consume everything. They just have their favorite foods. So it'd be real tough to get them to eat that BT. You're right. All right. So we need a what? What? what is a Woolly bear uh, caterpillar. Woolly bear report. Woolly bear reports. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Malathion, of course, would take and, and we, woolly bears. And we want to know if you believe that uh, your woolly bear moth can, uh, or your woolly bear uh, caterpillar can predict the weather coming. <laughs> By the way, the weather. Uh, yeah, the longer the band, you know, it's. It's proven. He gets one answer right, and so and then know, he just, just switches the... Well, it's always fascinating. It's kind of like my... He, he manipulates the question so he gets it right. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what, let's see what happened to that, but I'll look for that and uh, and see. 210-308-8867. The weather forecast, by the way, for the week. Uh, tonight, a low around 43. Tomorrow, sunny and 69. Uh, 42 and cloudy Monday night, uh, 64 for the high and partly sunny on Tuesday, 51, 72 on Wednesday, partly sunny and 72 with a, uh, and then the evening a low around 58 and then Thursday, that's the day, the 30% chance of showers, mainly afternoon and 20% after uh and Thursday night. And then that's, so we get at least one oh, more no. week of Friday, tomato weather. Yeah, Friday 40%, Friday night 30 Saturday 30%. Okay. Makes so, me hungry for a tomato. So, yeah. So now I'm going to start watching the Sinisa for rain, and I need some woolly moths or woolly caterpillars for, uh, for cold prediction. I'm going fully with nature. <laughs> Poor Trace is rubbing his head. I do have some Farmer Al- Almanac left that you could uh, okay. increase your uh, intelligence level. Yeah, okay, these I just may do Since that. you got that from the Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, that was from the Farmer's Almanac online. 
So, uh, all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So uh, it'll soon, well, it's always, I guess, kind of tree time, but isn't January when most when any of your trees come in, or now it's kind of gotten where they come in the fall and the, and the No, that's, the uh, and the, so by the end of January, theoretically, all of our fruit trees for spring will be here. Okay. Uh, and our shade trees hmm. will start showing up, uh, the like the 15s and 30s will start showing up the first or second week of January. Then we move on to the 45s and the bigger ones. Okay. Uh, fruit trees again at the end of January. And uh, then we start bringing in stuff from other states that's winter hardy. So uh, the topiary boxwoods, things like that. I believe the bald and burlap crepe myrtles are scheduled to come in the second week of February. Okay. And let's let's remind people, too, that um, uh, Millburgers, I think the term is specimen trees, the bigger... We've got we've, we've got, got all different kinds. We've got sizes. trees uh, that you could put in a cart and take home, and trees yep. that would take an eighteen wheeler to get it yep. to your house. Well, and, and tree, everything in between. Trees that they'll that they'll plant, which includes a a, a guarantee too. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a, a, a valuable large tree like that in a in our difficult soil to dig in, uh, it uh, it's a not on not unheard of to have somebody like Milberger's uh, plant it so that you've got a, its chance of survival is much higher. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the trees that we have are uh, part of the CPS oh, yeah. uh, rebate. Not all of them, but uh, a lot of them. Yeah, so, in fact, their, uh, their list of uh, recommended trees is generally lo- longer than in our list of uh, recommended trees. So I had a gentleman yesterday take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So we had some uh, five-gallon live oaks that were $49.99. So he bought one, and he will get a credit on his bill from CPS for $50. So he really only had the tax invested in it. That's pretty cool. And uh, the employees here, by the way, are sufficiently educated that if you just come in and say, hey, Show me what qualifies, you know, just kind of show me a little bit. They Mo- can, most of them. Yeah. They can they'll, what? They'll either help you or they'll get you to somebody who can, which is good because a lot of times, like, you just want to know. You hear, I heard about it on the radio. Now I want to take advantage of it. Now, you mentioned the crepe myrtles. Uh, anything, have you heard anything exciting, uh, new selections on crepe myrtles or, or better colors or anything? No, not better colors. Um so after the last two winters, some of the crepe myrtles that we would normally stock, we weren't able to get because they got damaged mm. pretty severely. But the selection is getting back to almost normal. And you, you've got um, literature uh, that li- lists the varieties, right, and some of the characteristics? Uh, t- to some extent, yes. Uh, there's a flyer, but sometimes we don't have some of those varieties, and sometimes we have varieties that are not on there. Uh, every year is different as far as what's available. But, it's one of those uh, things you can never keep up with. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's what's uh, it's amazing now. What, of course, on on crepe myrtles, you're looking at color of the bloom, the drought tolerance. They're quite often li- part of a xeriscape planting, and then though what always amazes me is they grow to a certain size, so that you. Uh, can limit the 
amount of time that, and attention that they, you need to give them for uh, pruning. Right. Cause, and there's varieties of crepe myrtles that will stay as short as 18 inches mm-hmm. and on up to 40 feet. Was Little Pinky... Uh, well, just in the name, I'd have yeah. to say it was a very small one. Yeah. I was trying to remember. We had it. And they've got an interesting tree that they're putting in the back of their truck. Well, it's laying down now, so you can't see it. But, okay, never mind. All right. 210, but it's real tall. Um, looked like maybe a five-gallon, but a real tall one. So. All right. Uh, Bart is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Bart. Welcome to Millburgers Hello, Gardening, everybody. South Texas. What's going on? Hello. How are you Hello. guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I, this is not my question, but I have a um, suggestion. You know the okay. guy who had uh, the asparagus fern in the pot? Right. I had a similar, I had a similar problem uh, with a different, completely different plant. It was in an expensive pot, and I eventually got it out of the pot with a sawzall or a reciprocating saw. Uh, you can just plunge it to the center, go to the walls, and get it out uh, that way. You can usually spare the pot, as I did. That's but a good idea. Just yeah. food for thought. Uh, uh, have you ever, any, yeah. ever had any problem with dianthus bark in terms of that the, the, that root packing? Uh, that's you know, a, 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 I've, I've never grown it. Because it's a, one, a wonderful um, plant for some situations, but gosh, it's uh, yeah. I once did. it takes once it's in a pot, it's so hard to get out of it. Well, yeah. you pull you. We did it in ours in a window box, and you when it's you ready to pull it out, you're basically pulling out all the soil in the window box. It looks like a grass. So yeah. anyway, sorry, Bart. Yeah, well, you know, on a, on that same note, I put a uh, bougainville on top of a stump. Uh, years ago, or a couple of years ago, and I have a drip system that you know feeds it water every day. And then I decided I was going to uh, move it, put it in a different location. And the roots of that bougainvillea not only came out the hole, but went probably a foot and a half into this dry stump, uh, searching for what I couldn't separate huh. it from the stump for the life of me. Um, so anyway, yeah, plants will do that from time to time. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, in con- yeah, in containers, that's one of one of the motivations to have a uh, dish under the big containers too, like for uh-huh. our cyclamen and uh, primulas and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not that the cyclamen or the primula or the begonias are going to le- get out the bottom of the pot, but all those uh, trees that are with the yeah. roots in the soil, certainly doesn't take them long to figure out where that water is coming oh, no. from and nutrients. Oh, that's absolutely true. I don't think that's talked about enough as a problem. As you and I experienced, we have trees adjacent to our gardens, and eventually they're ruined by uh, these adjacent trees and what have you. So that's why I have... Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that there's only most a lot of the parts of San Antonio there's only about eight inches of soil or ten inches of soil? That and that we have these really droughty times where these advantageous roots of various trees just 
they're going to find water wherever. So, yeah. So, cool. Well, here's so, my question. All right. Uh, you, yeah. Um, what else is years, what, what else is that? exciting in the garden? You're harvesting. Uh, we, I was going to get to this. You're, uh, are you harvesting broccoli and cauliflower? Uh, that and some cabbage. Cabbage is doing cabbage very well. Cabbage, too? Oh, yeah. Well, Gloria and I just um, harvested some cabbage uh, last night and had some uh, uh-huh. fried cabbage. It's delicious. So, yeah. So, and then, cabbage, cauliflower. And then you, you the, the heads are big. The, the broccoli are huge right now, but... After you harvest them, then you then you get the smaller heads. Do you uh, find them right. easier to use and tastier, or do, are they both the same, or do you like the big heads the better? Well, you know, my wife is the foodie, and I really can't tell one th- one from another. I know a lot of people really favor the side shoots. I just eat what's ever in front of me, so. Uh, uh, I'm with you. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ju- well, well, Judy, my wife, used to yeah. love the side shoot. She was just kind of ignore the, uh, I, if it was up to her, I'd just cut those big heads off, just lay them there on the, in a compost pile, and then let the small ones come back. But uh, I never could tell the difference either. In the, yeah. Although they're yeah. easier to use in, like, oh, salads yeah. or fresh, uh, yeah. fresh uh, plates. Well... It's less committal because you get these basketball-sized heads. What what do you do with it? You know, it's like, it's a it's a week and a half or two weeks worth of broccoli. Whereas you have the side shoots, you just pick them as you need them, and so I get I think it's a little more convenient. But I yeah. can't tell the difference in taste. So I got a question for you regarding pistachios. Um, Several years ago, one of my neighbors, she planted a couple of pistachio trees, and she uh, evidently got a female, and so as a consequence, many of us have pistachio trees now. And it's a part of my oh, annual ritual of cutting out seedlings, and so I've been cutting out seedlings and various other uh, plants I don't want in my landscape, but... There's one pistachio tree that is that grew in my yard. It's about six foot tall now, and it is uh, absolutely brilliant red. It's just like it's on fire, and I, and the other ones around it aren't. And it happens to be in a good place that if I wanted to let it live, I could do that, and, and it wouldn't interfere with much of anything else. But the question is, is that color genetically determined or is it environmentally determined or a combination of the two? Say, say again. He wants to know if the, the coloration of the Chinese pistache is genetic or if it's environmental or both. Well, I just took it for granted it's genetic. I, I would have said genetics because almost every Chinese pistache around here is not red and not right. orange, not like the pretty pictures you see from other places. Right. They're almost always right. yellow. So I yeah. keep it. I, that sounds like a wonderful yeah, thing. Yeah, it does. And then maybe you could do the experiment, harvest some seed, and see if it stays right. that or if, if those. Because uh, there's always a need for the ones that turn red. Everybody wants one. Well, and the 
course, the birds love the the female. Plant. Oh yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, with the seeds, they come. The trees are alive with uh, animals and what have you. But unfortunately, I guess the downside is it can be a little bit weedy. Um, so yeah, you they, think it's mostly genetic, uh, and uh, so it may be worse. Because, like I say, the ones just two or three feet away, they're just green or or maybe slightly yellow. But this one's really, really red. Yeah, but you know they've got a they've got a uh, history. When we first started using them and recommending them, right? They you, you remember they used to just grow straight up. Right. And they they had no personality, and then we right. get people to try them. We had to remind them about how much the birds liked them, but also right that that once they got to a certain size, they'd have this nice crown shape, right? Colors. Hey, so, yeah. So, so that, genetic, huh? Yeah. Hey, Bart, I got to take a break, okay? Oh, you thank bet. You for, thank, thank you. Thank you for calling, man. Good questions. I'll talk to you later, Bart. Thanks. All right. Back in a moment, 210-308-8867. This is Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number 210-308-8867. But take one second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. And I think it was Barbara's question kind of reminded me of something that uh, Warren Remy, Spider-Man, uh, had told me is that, uh, you know, they've got entomologists on staff. And a lot of times people will think they have something. With Spider-Man, you can email them a picture, and they'll identify it. And so they know kind of beforehand. Uh, there was a, uh, He told a story, a uh, very positive story, about a woman who said, Oh, we got this horrible thing. And she took a picture and sent it to him and goes, Okay, it's not what you think. It's okay. But the, the key is he wants to know how to treat it before he gets there, and he wants to treat it right. Uh, and... Uh, that's the cool thing about Spider-Man termite and pest control. It's one of the reasons they do such a good job is because they look at the problem holistically. Not only what's the problem and how to treat the house, but also, hey, what's causing it? Let's look into that. Maybe it's a, a weep hole. Maybe it's something that's, that's going on. Uh, so check him out. You'll like dealing with Warren Remy and Spider-Man termite and pest control. And they're really responsive to the timing, you know, on the caterpillars. Uh-huh. Yeah. We were talking about that. Then. Uh, do you any good to uh, if the caterpillars are going to turn to moss in two days? Yeah, may as well not bother k- killing them. They'll they be, can do. They'll be, they'll be gone by the time you get anything done. Yeah, yeah. They can do organic pest control. Uh, they can do synthetic. They can do it all, and they'll talk with you about what your needs are when you call them at two one zero. 656-3721-210-656-3721 online at GoSpidermanPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867. I've got a dumb question. It's a dumb question for Trace. You may you may chime in. So you've been here a while at Millburgers. Thanks for uh, letting everybody know how old I am. I just said a while. Okay. I could, I could be, you know, just All a few, right. you know. You, 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 maybe you started when you were 21, and now you're 25. Well, I started when I was 16, and That's, okay. I've been doing it a lot longer than that. Okay. Uh, this is a weird question. you got lots of trees. Millburgers is beautiful with trees. Uh, you got a favorite? Because I do. Oh, we're talking in the, on the ground? Yeah, on the, the grounds. On the grounds, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Do you really? Okay. What's yours? 
Well, there's debate about what it truly is. Okay. But uh, my guess is a Lacey's Oak. Oh, where is that? Uh, it is the one right on the corner of the building by the parking oh, lot. Oh, okay. Can I, I can kind of see it from here? You can kind of see it from here. Kind of a oh. miniaturized. Okay. It's quite old, uh, so it is taller than the average Lacey Oak would get. Yeah. But again, it's quite old, so it's certainly possible. Okay. Yeah, my favorite, just because we're, we're talking about it, Montezuma Cypress. That's a great tree. Uh, and I just like it. I don't know if it's because we can see it. Uh, it's fall color, kind of. It just seems to be doing so well. I mean, how, how pampered is that tree? Uh, it's not. In I didn't fact, think so. We even turned the irrigation system off. Okay. And it's still doing okay. They're still going. Okay. And I missed my crepe myrtle that was over there, but, you know, things happen. It had better days. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Calvin, do you have one that you particularly like? Or... I like the I like the uh, live oaks. Okay, I just uh, because because of the uh, the birds that do. Uh, because I'm I've got the chair here where I can see into into the branches as okay. they come this way and uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty scenic uh, view. Yeah. If you'd asked that question three years ago, all right, were, I you, were you here three years ago? Um, I think I might have been. Okay. Uh, it would have been the eucalyptus tree. Oh, where was the eucalyptus? It was the one that was bluish that was out here by the butterfly garden. Oh, okay. Keyword was was. Yeah. It, I don't even remember that. Huh? Six degrees took it out. Oh, the freezes. Actually, I do kind of remember that. I remember everything kind of coming you, back. Eucalyptus it, are pretty uh, controversial. Are they? Well, this one lived through some pretty good freezes, but six yeah. was apparently too much. Yeah, for well, them. all over the world, they've, uh, they're have they so adaptable and aggressive, and oh. uh, and people find them so attractive hmm. that they they plant them, and then the next thing you know, they got competition with native plants. And oh, okay. So, Well, this one was not aggressive or just up by itself, and... It's a nice little eucalyptus. No, I can remember when we started warming up and things started coming back. It was not one of the ones that came. It was not. Yeah. I hope you guys don't form a eucalyptus support group. <laughs> we might. You meet once a month. If you know. you'd like to be a part of the eucalyptus support Well, there was group. always questions about it, uh, what kind of eucalyptus it was, and nobody could remember. Oh, is that right? But I, I can recall the zoo having uh, koalas at one point, and uh-huh. they could not find a eucalyptus uh, that they could grow here. Uh, well enough to keep the koalas. Oh, okay. They had to import their uh, their, their eucalyptus. Food. South Africa, they were controversial. Well, you had koalas here for a while. No, just kidding. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or come by Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. We'll be back with more right after this with Dr. Calvin Finch and Trace Hazlett on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Come out to visit or call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And now back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 
210-308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 all right so we uh, we're, we're still looking for woolly uh Willie Bear Caterpillar reports. Wilson's Willie Bear. Wilson County, Willie Bear. It's alliteration city here. Uh, so call us if uh, you've got those uh, and uh, how you maybe treat them or what you know about them. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, I always ask Trace this, so we'll, we'll go to this. Uh, what are people asking you about kind of here? I know it's grass is the first one. Still grass. Still grass? Uh, second most common is... Why is my tree losing its leaves? Oh, okay. Do you, uh, do you point out the season? In a, the politest way possible, yes. Okay. Is there anything that's, or, you know, we had a, a weird summer. Is there anything extraordinary, like like maybe leaves are falling later than they normally do? Or? Other, other way around. When you have that kind of summer... For, for example, elms. All right. Uh, if we have a normal summer, elms will drop kind of along with the other trees. If it's hot and dry and they're not being irrigated, fall is August. Okay. So they start shedding that early. But right. you can also have um, a bur oaks are traditionally drop, you know, if they're in a challenging weather situation. They just say, hey, I'm not fighting it. I'm going to drop early. But what happened, at least in my neighborhood, that they dropped their leaves. Now they're putting leaves back on. Oh, really? Is that yeah, good? Yeah, so they're confused. No, it's not good. I wouldn't think so. If it's an established tree, it's usually not an issue. But but if it's a relatively newly planted tree, then it is. Uh, got to kind of watch it and make sure they get enough water to keep, keep them, the roots in full shape. Okay, yeah, that's because I know y'all will talk about not wanting to promote growth before the winter is over because it'll, it'll guess it'll stress out the, the tree if there's a second freeze. Well, like last year would be a prime example. So we had that really early freeze after really nice weather, rain, all stuff was actively growing. Right. So I think we had more freeze damage last year at 16 than oh. we did the year before at six because of the timing sure. because of the timing okay yeah i think that's true and then the the, the the fact that it was the second year in a row made a big difference too and drought in between oh. okay just and a lot of a lot of times we can't you can't always figure out you know it's some combination of those stresses but you're you you it's hard to figure out how they're related to each other and uh, which one was the, had the most, the largest impact on Just like on uh, Mark's conversation yesterday about hypoxylon canker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's all these stresses multiplied upon each other that send the tree over the edge. Okay. On the hypoxylon uh, canker, is there any other thing that you start to notice? He mentioned the what was it the gray crusty. Well, the first oh. uh, first thing I would say is probably the bark falling off. Okay, so that's that's the easiest one to notice. Yeah, and then it, once he, uh, he kind of understated, but once it started that decline, it's it's obvious. I mean, it's, okay. uh, it's on and it's there's nothing the way. there's nothing you can do. No, usually, well, you you notice the you notice the bark, but usually by the time you get panicky, they're 
The tree is done for. The leaves have all fallen. Oh. But right now, if it's happening, if the leaves are falling, you don't know whether it's falling because it's fall or they're falling because... Well, well, they should be falling. Right. Yeah. So, again, bark falling off would be my first clue. Hey, there's an issue. All right. And then what was well, the... Well, if it's an a, 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 a evergreen oak okay. or something, then, then yeah. you'd... But yeah. li- live oaks aren't as inclined to get it as uh, some of those other oaks are. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, is a no. I guess a post oak is deciduous, isn't it? Yeah, the most of the white oaks are deciduous. So All right. anyway, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Third most asked question. Can you think of something else that's come up during the week? Um. Just uh, just curious about what people are experiencing because um, I, I have a feeling, like with the hypoxylin, uh, that Mark made it sound like a lot of people. Like it wasn't just. Well, it's, you see the bulk of it in the hill country area where, oh. they're, where they're really not even irrigating grass. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so it's really you, I mean, it's still in town, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, in those situations where there's zero irrigation is where it's most likely to pop up. Okay. Well, uh, then, then it has, uh, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a small part, the fact that that trees, trees in our landscape are, compete. So if you, you know, if you can't water, you can't provide mm-hmm. them enough water, uh, it, it'll be just like in nature, if there's uh, 10 trees in a, on an acre and, and it can only support five trees and there's this this battle and some of those trees are going to die and so you know there's a whole bunch of the the stresses translate into a whole bunch of things including hypoxylin and it could just be drought or uh, just uh, a lack of uh, root development all kinds of uh, issues that are involved okay um, maybe we'll turn it to something more positive. Uh, what, what are some of the things that people could be doing right now in the garden? Harvesting their broccoli and their okay. cauliflower. Anything special that one should do when harvesting broccoli and cauliflower? Or just yank that puppy up, cut off the... Because you'll get more than one, won't you? On the broccoli, yes. Okay. Yeah, the broccoli are, are huge now. Now, the, the problem is you will... You wait, you'll get uh, some opening of the the blooms on those heads. Oh, and that's bad. Well, no, that the, oh. the taste is doesn't it? affect it, but it, oh, it's not okay. as attractive as uh, we're all u- used to these tight broccoli heads. So I I always uh, harvest a kind of a conservative. I r- thought I route. I thought I read in, like if you're shopping in the store. And you see broccoli with the little yellow blooms and stuff on them. That's like, okay, pass that one up. It's going to taste. It's not going to taste as good as the ones that are, I guess, I guess younger or haven't bloomed yet. Well, they they quite you don't, often you don't, you don't the, notice a difference. The producer won't even harvest those. Oh, really? With flowers on them? Okay, because people don't buy it, or because people have noticed people are change in uh, taste. Yeah, people are not used to buying the ones with the yellow flowers. Okay. Now, if you if you go to you have a an orchard or a, a, a 
a garden store. Some uh, quite often they'll have uh, uh, seconds. Seconds, yeah. And people will go look for because you you pay half the price oh. or the price, and they know that they've gotten used to uh, that they taste just as good. Or they, okay. or they use them in recipes where it really doesn't make a difference. Hmm. Yeah, you can have broccoli, right? Yes. Okay. With cheese. With cheese. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So harvesting the broccoli, harvesting the cauliflower. Uh, all, and the greens are all ready. Planting more broccoli. Yeah, planting okay. Planting more cauliflower. Well, and isn't that kind of like, what about spinach? Can you sure. Planting? Okay. Well, I, don't, yeah. you, don't you all kind of recommend, too, that you, is it spinach one of the ones where you kind of do it in... Waves like some this week, some next week, some the week after that, or well, is that you don't you don't have to do that if you plant enough of it. Okay. What usually happens with spinach, you know, if you with uh, kale, you know, you plant if you you plant one plant for family, but with spinach, if you only planted one plant for family, you have you get one little taste and no. so so you got to uh, I generally recommend four. Four plants per person in the family. Right. Oh, four plants so, per speak, person? Speaking of kale, yes. we actually had kale on our salad last night. Oh, did you? And I enjoyed it. Oh. I wonder if you could have the soup at uh No. Okay. I I cannot. Okay. Doggone it. Well, they had. had you'll have to figure out. it got potatoes in it. Oh. You'll have to I, figure out an alternative recipe. There, oh, there is. Sandy can make an alternative. Really? Oh, good for her. Okay. Yeah, at that party I was at, the, they had all kinds of... Greens and um, vegetables involved, so it was, it was kind of delightful. So they they were obviously some gardeners involved. No, oh, so they were fresh. When do uh, when do peppers start coming in? Oh, very in. They've been long in way long off. Time. Are we talking more plants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean there'll be a few available in March. But oh, okay, I'm trying. April to would be a much better. Okay. And like yeah, I, but they're. they're there's some that are producing now. Sure. Um, I've got some ornamental ones over there with, full of peppers. Oh, okay. And, yes, you can eat an ornamental. It just doesn't taste good. Oh, it doesn't taste good or it's too hot or it just doesn't? It's astringent. It's just uh, blah. Okay. So, well, we, I guess we don't question. He's the only one that yeah, eats hot peppers among us. Yes. He doesn't seem to mind. If you threw in some hot peppers, you should have thrown in some of those penguins in that, that bowl. He would have eaten those too. You I had, had eat. these fancy dried uh, jalapenos on my salad last night too. That was uh, that was actually a, a, yeah, I like a fun those. thing to have. What? What? I, are can't those? Have, I can't have croutons, so something crispy was yeah, good. Okay. What are those uh, jalapenos that are the mild, pale mild? The, the, those I really like. They're great on uh, all kinds of uh, uh, Hispanic dishes and and. Uh, even from for somebody that's not into hot peppers, that, that they've got a really distinctive taste and just enough tang to for them to uh, add to the add to the recipe. So the, yeah, if you uh, put that on your list for next year, gardeners, and and we'll see if we can keep keep them coming. We talked about grass. Um, is uh, the window for winter fertilization over? 
Uh, in my mind, yes. Yeah, because the grass has become dormant. Because well, you don't want to have your grass growing actively when the first freeze comes. Oh, okay. Well, and it's if it if it goes dormant, you're at best you're just wasting the nutrients. Okay, but uh, at worst you're putting the grass into a uh, vulnerable. Uh, situation. Have we? How? How is the that uh, grass that um, is uh, that you can use uh, Roundup? Uh, uh, the ProVista. Yeah. yeah. How is that going? Is that still be, com- uh, available? Yes. Oh, cool. Is. Are you getting reports you, on it? You gar- if you remember. Uh, no, that. I mean we sold some to a couple of cities. So oh, I'm, how I'm, interesting! I'm waiting for that to probably be the. You know, when somebody plants 18 to 20 pallets or something, if there's a problem, it's going to happen there. Yeah. Huh. But uh, just to remind everybody that that this is a a variety of San Austin grass related uh, uh, to... to, uh, Floortam. Floortam that you can apply a glyphosate... Herbicide too, if you've got a oh, Bermuda grass or other kinds of grassy weeds growing in it, and or, or broadleaf. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the only thing it won't take out would be like nutsedge or something like that. So, um, in in general, weed killers are very temperature sensitive, Milton. Okay. So Roundup no works no matter how, or glyphosate in general is going to work no matter how cold it is or how hot it is. Works faster when it's warm, but still works when it's cold. And all your other weed killers, if you're not going to hit the window that it's appropriate in, it may not help you at all, or it may do more damage to the grass. Oh wow! And this and this That's uh, good to know. this variety has also got other characteristics. Yeah, I think is it shade tolerance. It's uh, right up there with palmetto. Okay. Well, um, one one of the things is that it gro- grows a little very slower. slower. Yeah, kind of like. Uh, which is good. It's good and bad sometimes, but, but mostly it's good if you're trying to cut down the time you spend mowing. Yeah, if you don't want to be mowing. Yeah. Yeah. Who and wants Who wants to be mowing? No one. Okay. I just put on a little uh, music and, and the wireless headphones and start mowing away. I, I like it. It's, it's for me. It's therapeutic. But yeah, I, I don't want to. It's well. I should find something what. else to do. Let me give you my address. Yeah, uh, no, no, because I I did one thing on your yard a long time ago, and I still haven't oh, gotten. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I still get grief. What'd you mow over? I tried. I I don't. I didn't remember mowing over anything, uh, but I didn't mow over it. It was the uh, aerator. They threw me on the back of it, kicking and screaming with tennis shoes on, flat bottom tennis shoes, on a wet lawn. And they probably laughed the whole time, right? No, Calvin just. I think as I kept going closer to his irrigation system, Calvin just looked. Ah. It was the the electrical light oh. situation. Oh, whoops. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those. Should I try to save Milton, or should I just? Sure. Should I save the electrical? Should I hide and save myself? Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. you almost had Beetlejuice hair, is what I'm yes. understanding. Uh huh. Whose hair? Beetlejuice. What? Beetlejuice. <laughs> I understood. <laughs> okay. I don't think Calvin did. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight. Our I, I know the movie. The movie uh-huh. that had now, Beetlejuice in it. Now right. I'm waiting for but Michael it's, Keaton. It's about saying up. it three times. Oh. So he made me say it three times. Oh. Yeah. So now I'm looking for Michael Keaton. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Were there other advantages besides chase tolerance, uh, slow growth, uh, uh, no harm well, by Roundup? Related to Floratam is more disease-resistant. Okay. There's no such thing as disease-proof. But right. And it's, uh, it's got, we expect it's got the same drought tolerance. If you remember, Floratam. The, te- the test says it's better. Yeah. No, oh, really? Uh, when, when we did the re- research, I think it was in 2004, on uh, a grass to- uh, drought tolerance, surprisingly, Floratam uh, out, outperformed all, all the soysia cla- uh, grasses and was pretty competitive with Bermuda grass. And so it was, it was kind of a, out of its, uh, appeared to be out of its league. And so that, that that was the one gra- one's of uh, uh, grass that uh, that was listed mm-hmm. at, in, in that same league as uh, you know qualified Floratam is qualified to use in San Antonio for as a drought a drought resistant grass. And um, just another sidebar. I can if I could drive uh, over here to Millburgers, I can see what it looks like planted. Very last sample along yeah. the access road. Yeah. Uh, what else looks good, by the way? Anything is everything else kind of looking normal with the weather uh, they being? They all look about how they should. Okay. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Trace Hazlett and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment at 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And uh, we encourage your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And Mark Peterson is on the line. Mark, it's a beautiful day. You didn't want to come visit us in person? Oh, you know, just a little bit of Mark goes a long way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, I wanted to compliment uh, everyone, uh, particularly Trace, uh, on rehashing and kind of synthesizing what I said yesterday on the air. And it was uh, it was great. Um, the other thing you, I'd pe- add pe- was people say uh, that about I Trace. Thought, he's a, he's a synthesizer. Yes, Trace is a synthesizer. Yeah, I'm trying to make uh-huh. figure out how to make a synthesizer joke. Oh, I, don't, I, can't, yeah. I can't quite get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I apologize, Milton, for using big words. So, That's Milton, okay. Synthesizing, you know, okay. Uh, although I uh, did want to add one thing, I also have been seeing that uh, trees that are not planted exactly on site. Uh, Trace mentioned something about you know, hill country, but also I've been seeing it in town on trees that you know, really shouldn't be planted in in certain locations. Uh, even though they got irrigation uh, with, with the stress and the hypothal. Hmm. So, uh, okay. Uh, emphasize proactive watering. Please, proactive watering. That means uh, 
Late spring, early summer is, is really important for trees to get water. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. And then the, mm-hmm. the other thing. Yes, sir. Milton. Uh-oh. Milton. What did I do? You asked Milton. You asked uh, Trace uh, what uh, people are asking, and you hit the two big ones. But you also intimated that there was another one that you were interested in. But you never said what the question that you thought Uh-oh. people were going to be asking. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, I know. I don't remember now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Okay, well, you think it'll, about it. All right. yeah, I will think about it. It'll come back to me. That comes with age. Yes, it does. It's. Um, <laughs> I could just. I could have just made something up, too, but I don't even remember that mm. enough to... But, uh, yeah, I was just wondering. So when you get questions in the field, what are you getting questions about? Well, the two things that Trace mentioned, but also, uh, uh, and I think uh, you did talk about it a little bit later on, about fertilization. I always want to know about, it. can I still fertilize? And usually we say, yeah. Yeah, not so much now because we are worried about new growth and being cold and and that type of thing. So, okay. Uh, uh, good malt, I mean, good compost is always a good thing to put in your beds and on top of your lawn. We use, generally, we don't do it until February. But, oh, uh, that'll be you, here pretty you quick. Can put, you can put compost on. Oh, okay. Or compost all those leaves. Hmm. All those wonderful leaves we add. If you compost those, that's great for your garden. Okay. Uh, did you want to, uh, are you going to send, send Mark the picture or did you want to discuss that on the air? Um, or we, the, we can the, wait. the red tree. The red yeah. tree. Yeah, we, uh, we were wondering, Bart, we, we had a, I mean. Mark. Mark, yeah. we had a, a gardener <laughs> call and. Bart called. Say uh, the Chinese pistache was re- reproducing in his yard. Um, and he sent sent a photo of it. It would ch- would a uh, Chinese pistache that is uh, oh say six foot tall. Would that that would would that have bright red leaves, a small one like that, or yes. would that be a flame, uh, a flame leaf? I was looks to me like maybe flame leaf sumac. Yes, you are correct, Calvin. However, that's my identifying characteristic for pistache in, in like native areas and parks. Is even at a small size, uh, maybe maybe let's just say six six feet, six or seven feet, um, that they have bright red foliage even when they're young, and you walk along trails and go, oh, look at all those bright red trees. And then you come close and you're going, wait a minute, that's a Chinese pistache, that's not a sumac. Having hmm. said that, having said that, guess which is which are in the same family? Both sumac and Chinese pistache. They're in the big, uh, I can't remember the name, it starts with an A, Anacardiaceae or something like that. Okay, well, so, all right. uh, since they're both in the same family, they have common characteristics. <coughs> and you have to look close at the leaves. I'll try to send you uh, the 
photo. Yeah. Okay. All right. But but it's it's very hard to tell the difference, is it? Uh, from far away, no. You have to get up close and look at the leaves. Okay. Uh, for our listeners out there, real quickly, uh, generally C-Max will have a leaf on the end. And right. the that a leaf, a little leaflet uh, on the end, a terminal one, whereas C-Max tend to not have that. I mean, uh, Chinese possessed tend to not have that. And or it's, my, it's kind of on the slant. In my mind, a Chinese pistache has more of a curved leaf like a pecan. Yeah. Than a sumac does. That too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Mark. And uh, did you did you want right. to did you you had mentioned it yesterday? So I'll give you a chance. Did you want to uh, uh, say a special uh, kinship hello to uh, Bert from Michigan? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bert, uh, one of the last callers yesterday, and I hope he calls uh, calls back sometime. Uh, he said he was from Michigan, and I distinctly remember the accent of all my great uncles and grandparents and cousins from the Netherlands. Uh, Bert uh, um, it was from the Netherlands, and I wanted to ask him where he was where he grew up in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. And and uh, and I noticed he was going to say cookie, and he, he used the Dutch word for cookie uh, when he was describing his cookies that he was making or uh, had made something. I All can't right. remember exactly. We'll have to get Bert to give us a call. Yeah, so I strongly ask Bert to give the, the, the station a call, I mean the show a call, and... And I'd love to hear from where in the Netherlands he's from. All right. And, Thank and you. Maybe it's from where I grew up. Uh, not grew up, but my ancestors grew up. Okay. That'd be interesting. All right. Well, yeah, thanks, Mark. Oh, yeah. One last thing. Put on yes, the Saw's hat. And everybody who has comments about some of the new conservation proposals, go to watercitysa.com. Water City? Water City, all one word. Okay. SA, all one word. Dot com. Yeah, oh, thank you, Mark. Thank you to the site. Yeah. Cool. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of the show. So let's see. Uh, in terms of uh, things that we uh, should be doing now, uh, we talked about how, how about uh, tending plants. Like, if I still have vinca, yeah, I think you just said let God take them. Vinca is a yes. Let God take it. Okay. And buy yourself a new vinny later. Okay. Year. And then uh, will my whoppers withstand the? Uh, oh, I need to show you that picture. Uh, first real freeze, uh, they're going to melt. No. Now, they might come back. Or if you got in a pot, which I believe you do, you could just pick it up and move it in. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the... Yeah, so. yeah they, might, they might just... That is pretty. To, uh, tops might uh, freeze and them still the picture. survive, but... Do yours here. look this nice? <laughs> I thought you said it was... Uh, six I was foot joke- tall. No, I was joking about that. Oh. I said it's about two and a half foot tall. So, Milton, that sure looks like a pot you can pick up and move it in. 
Oh, yeah. So uh, I suggest that that's what you do. Okay. If there's ever any question at all and you can move it, you move it. Okay. So we'll, 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 I don't really think we have any days. And when I talked about the weather, there wasn't, was there one in the 30s that I talked about? Do you remember? Mm, you said something, but it wasn't bad. No, I think there was. We no, there, for, there was one forecast early, earlier on 37 that I saw, but it wasn't there again when in your forecast. Okay. Well, good. Well, mine's a government forecast. So. Historically, it will happen. Yes, it will. So get prepared to bring it in. Start start lifting weights now. Build some muscle. All that good stuff. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, lots of great stuff. Before we go to we'll go to a break in a, a few minutes. But uh, oh, uh, lots of great stuff on sale. Uh, you, uh, lots of great stuff for sale. We've still got some trees. Yes, we do. Um, they haven't gotten them yet. The poinsettias. Uh, we mentioned that in the commercial, uh, and you mentioned that those are, did you call them floral grade, or was that the, the cyclamen? Uh, yes, they were, they're the florist grade poinsettias. Okay. okay. These, are, these are better than what you get pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, you'll notice that, too, because if, like I was saying yesterday, I've been to the big box stores, and you'll see them, uh, and they do not look as nice. And oftentimes, they're the same price. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and it's always a challenge for me to take a poinsettia to my mother because I've taken her some spectacular ones over the years. Oh, gosh. So I, it, at this point, I can't outdo myself anymore. I have to just keep repeating. So uh, I get one of the 10-inch pots that's got multiple colors in there. Hmm. And I kind of count on her not remembering uh, what last year's looked like. Yeah, well, maybe we can talk about that, too, because we did see when you first got them, we saw... Some people walking out with really unique-looking poinsettias. Not ju- I mean, the traditional red and green is beautiful, but you had all kinds of different colors, too. Right. There's, uh, I think, there's still a handful of pink. The whites are spectacular. Mm-hmm. So if you're used to a poinsettia, white poinsettia, they're kind of yellow. They're not really solid white. Hmm. But there's a smaller bloomed variety that truly is white. Very, 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 very nice. It has a, a little different looking bloom on it, if it's, I remember hers. It's smaller, uh, but more of them. Yeah. And it was kind of curved, or is that my yep, imagination? a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we had a one with red with freckles. I can't remember the name off the oh. top of my head. But no, it's not called Freckles. I would love that name. Although there, I think there was one called Freckles years back. Oh, was it really? And like uh, it. let's see, what else we got? Uh, we got this Mixes. It's a 10-inch pot with mix. I'm going to give it to my mother. So it's got white, pink, and red all in the same pot. Okay. And we've got hanging baskets, uh, four and a half inch all the way to 10-inch pots. So great selection. What is your recommendation on what to do with them after the holidays? Okay. Um, Keep it while it looks good. Uh Uh-huh. Throw it away and buy yourself something else. Okay. Calvin, do you agree? I'm not trying to start a fight or anything. I mean, I can tell you what we did with ours, but um, are you a keep it or are you a let it go? On oh, the poinsettia? Yeah. Oh, I just enjoy, I, I enjoy it until the holiday's over. Okay. We kept ours. So historically, Milton, January is one of our best houseplant months. Oh, okay. People get used to having a poinsettia, taking care of it. They say, I can do this. And so when the poinsettia time is over, they still want to keep doing it. So they yeah. they pitch it and they get a new a new Certainly plant to take care of. Easy to enjoy for a long 
Yeah. What? Um, How long should they last if properly well, Yolanda, taken care of? I mean, ours lasted two years, but that's probably yeah. Yolanda, we're such good gardeners that it's probably you know. She took a liking to a couple of them, and she kept it alive and attractive through two seasons. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, she had the the one, and then they had a second one, and I just. My, my wife kept on going for a year and a half. Yeah, that sounds like against our... my. I told her, <laughs> You're never going to get to look pretty again, and if, then it crashed and burned when we were on vacation. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I think ours got maybe too much water, kind of like Vinny. We we put it outside and it got rained on and rained on when we did have a lot of rain, and then it just went. For, forget about it. I'm so out of here. Poinsettias point are a magnet for an insect called whitefly. Oh, maybe so, that's what it's got. So if you it? if you try to keep one, uh, you tend to that's what happens, increase right? your chances of whitefly on everything else you own, too. Right. And I think that when I brought up the issue of what should we do with it and showed the pictures, it was like, get rid of it. It's been a year and a half or two years. Get rid of it. So we did. Not just because I wanted to sell you something else. But. No, I know. You were, it was kind of a tough love situation. Milton, it's not coming back. You got white flies. It's over. Uh, I think if I remember right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Uh, and Bert, formerly you, you knew him as Bert from Holotus. Now he's Bert from Michigan. Uh, what's going on, Bert? Hi, hi Sam Milton. <laughs> it's funny uh, that you recognize my accent. I thought I didn't have an accent anymore, but no. all wrong. <laughs> he he appara- no. Apparently you... you you struck a memory cord with him. Yes, yes. That, uh, accents never go away. Yeah. Uh, for, for nobody. Yeah, and but, that's a Holotus uh, accent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Your sure. accent's from Holotus. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would recognize. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but to answer Mark's question, uh, I was born and raised in Rotterdam. In and where? Rotter- Rotterdam? Rotterdam? Oh, really? Yeah, yes. And then when I was 19, we moved to Appledorn. That's more in the center. And uh, I lived there uh, till I was uh, uh, 50 or so. Oh, my then goodness. I, then I met my current wife, uh, and she is a Michigander, so went to Michigan. Oh, very cool. Okay. Well, we'll have to see if uh, Mark, uh, when he calls us back maybe next week, can tell us whether he's got people from that area, too. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I, th- I think he... he uh, Do you recognize any words he, that he says that, that sound Michiganer? Oh, no, no, I don't know where he... Oh, no, not so. Does he still have his accent? But, oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, but I remember him. I was in uh, class 54, 
uh, Master Gardeners, Class 54, and he gave a nice presentation about Oak Wild. That's mm. what I remember. Okay. Very that was cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, while I have you on the line, uh, yes, sir. I heard uh, uh, there was something about milkweed. Kelvin about milkweed, natural milkweed, and I don't know if that's the same as common milkweed. Well, a lot a of whole bunch of yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there are lots, lots of different milkweeds, uh, and yes, yeah, and the Mi- Michigan. Well, I know Minnesota, and I think Michigan has the one they call common milkweed. Uh, most, in fact, even. Maybe parts of Texas, if I remember right, might even have some of that uh, common milkweed that will grow here. Uh, and certainly the central part of the United States. But uh, here here we have, uh, gosh, we have green milkweed and acorn, uh, lots of uh, different uh, selections. Let's see, butterfly weed and... Uh, yeah. So... We're to, we, we've got a, ma- a major effort. Uh, a bunch of gardeners are working with us to try and uh, figure out if there are any easy ways to grow native mal- milkweed, or or at least uh, discover easier ways than we've than we have been doing it, so that we can get it prepared faster and uh, uh, the yeah. monarchs can take advantage of it. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of uh, the common milkweed, and th- those plants, well, not the, uh, the stalks, they grow four, five, six feet tall, where the flowers uh, grow. And uh, when they make the, <laughs> what do you call it? Is it still have foliage on them now? Or you're in Michigan no, now, no, right? No, 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 they're long gone. It's too cold. Yeah, okay. Uh, when, when they... St- after they bloomed out, they make those uh, cocoons, as I would call them, with the seeds inside, and I put rubber bands around them so they don't suddenly split open when they're ripe and lose half the seeds. So I've got a whole bunch of the common milkweed and butterfly weed, but you said you have those. They are orangey. The flowers are orange and, and not as big. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty flowers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, if, you're in you, need of the, if you're in need of the common milkweed, I can send them to the station. Uh, <laughs> seeds, I mean. <laughs> Just for trial. All right. Yeah. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you'll have to email me, Bert, and I'll find out what they want to do. Just Milton at KLUP.com. Thank you, sir. Let me write that down. Milton? Okay. At, KL, at klup.com. Just email me and I'll find out what they want to do. Okay. Thank you right. very much. Sure, Have Bert. Nice Good day. talking to you. Bye, Bert. Thanks right. for calling Bye-bye. us. All right. Yeah. 210-308-8867. Now, I'm looking at my screen. And I can't tell whether there's another Bert or this is a different Bert. Uh, I mean, it's the same Bert or another Bert. Uh, they're going to tell me now. 210-308-8867. we got a different Bert on the line. Hey, Bert. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, I was listening yesterday, too. This has been a weekend of Bert's, hasn't it? I know. Bert's and Bart's. 
Now, are you from Holotus, <laughs> Michigan, or uh, uh, Rotterdam? I'm the one. I'm an old Chalmation from Louisiana. Oh, this is our Chalmette Bert. Okay. Yeah. Where is well, he? Okay. Chalmette, Louisiana. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah uh, what's but the uh, container garden? I just want a little. I have uh, all my store bought tomatoes except for the Roma plant went under the all the volunteers and i have two new volunteer tomato plants that just came up in my onion set and i I haven't covered any of them and they're still kicking they quit blossoming but they're still the fruit's still hanging uh and then the bell pepper a cajun bell that's a, a spicy bell pepper it's going crazy too and uh and then i got three monarch uh butterfly caterpillars on my butterfly plant Oh really? Wow. What kind? What kind of milk? Is it a milkweed or is it? Yeah, that's the one. The one with the orange and red. Oh, okay. A butterfly. Yeah, butterfly weed or uh, I forget yeah. what the other name is. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, I just put a I just put a, a bisqueen, a clear plastic, over the plant so to help them. But last week there were five, and I only count three. Uh huh. So uh, I'm just going to leave them be. See how how nature deals with them. But I did have a question for uh, fertilizer for winter vegetables. Like you said, the broccoli. Instead of broccoli, I have broccolini, and I have the uh, the heirloom Romanesco cauliflowers. Is there any specific, or just time release, or just the regular good plant food that you water with them? What is that? Uh, one more time uh, on that, bro. All right, con- uh, container vegetables, winter crops. Uh, what's a good uh, food for them? Is it just, do I just put a time release, or just wa- or when I water them? Every- oh water yeah. Them? Well, uh, uh, what I do is osmocote at the at the beginning, uh, and then and then uh, one of the soluble uh, fertilizers. Uh, Oh, Milton, can you think of some of their names? Um, oh, like Miracle? Uh-huh. Like the Miracle Grow? Miracle Grow, okay. yeah. The Miracle Grow is a good one. Um, what, what are some other brands? The Soluble Fertilizers. Said the Soluble Fertilizers. Well, Miracle Grow owns most of them. Okay. Uh, so uh, they, they have the uh, Scots, which is mm. Super Bloom, which used to be our old green light. Uh, same ratio. Um... We do carry what, what is a the Peters. Acid? That's mere acid, so that's mere also acid. Scott's acid. product. Uh, we do carry large bags of Peters, which is a 20-20-20. That's what we use in the greenhouse in our own injector. Yeah. Um, so. That's really about it. Everything else is either a liquid or slow release or a granule. So they may right. they, uh, they they probably have uh, one one or more of those in your at your area nursery in Louisiana. No, he's, the, he's, he's, oh, he's actually, in San Antonio. Oh, is he in, he in here now? He's formerly from Shalman. Oh. I, I got discharged, uh, medically discharged from Fort Sam in 2014, and I was like, I like it. I'll just stay. Yeah. Cool. What, what, what were we feeding? I missed that. Uh, what was um, the planting? Oh, the plant, the plants? All different kinds of plants. Oh, okay. peppers and tomatoes. And, and containers. Okay. And? Yep. Everything's in containers, and if it gets really cold, I have I say bubble wrap that uh, was I received packages in, and I wrap the base of the uh, 
the large containers so that the it, it takes longer for it to freeze if it's going to freeze the whole container. Uh, so my answer to that is let God take the peppers and tomatoes, and that way oh, yeah. you plant that way you plant fresh ones the next go round. Well, this year I'm going to try. I heard y'all talking last week about overwintering, and I'd done that while I was in the ground in Louisiana. And it was really quite successful. So this year, I'm going to try it with two of the pepper plants and see how they do. Yeah, put them in a smaller pot and just keep them on, uh, up on the porch. See how it works. But yeah, yeah, the tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. Tomatoes are given. They're they're gone. That's just once the first freeze. I know tomato vines are mostly water anyway, and that's just the way it goes. Huh. Well, I was surprised this year because the tomatoes. Um, a, a lot of the gardeners that uh, we deal with, the uh, tomatoes are still producing. Uh, right. And they didn't get affected by those winds and those changes in temperature, which was surprising. Usually they're the first, the first ones to go. Got, the volunteers that have got produced through the triple-digit heat and are still in production. Now, like I said, they lost the blossoms, but they still have fruit on them. So I'm keeping two fruit from each one of these plants, and uh, that's going to be like sacred seeds. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we we may have to resurrect it in the future if uh, if it's yeah. the one only one that survives the cold. All right, sounds good, great. Keep, right. uh, keep uh, us informed. Oh, uh, and happy uh, festivus for the rest of us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Bert. We'll Bye, talk Bert. to you soon. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight. Happy birthday, did he say? What's that? Did he say happy birthday? Happy Festivus. So oh. all the leaves Festivus for the rest of us. Oh. A Seinfeld uh, reference. You'll have to go back and watch your old Seinfeld. Mine, ninety percent of the leaves are off. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And uh, toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. But we are probably out of time. Uh, pretty much got a couple minutes left. But uh, you know, uh, both uh, uh, Bert talked about the uh, milkweed. You're going to have a presentation coming up soon. Yeah, we're we're organizing the. Uh, we've had a, a, a chat here with the the team at uh, Millburgers, and also with the the. Uh, Master Gardeners, both the Bear County and the Comal County, are mm. probably going to participate with us. So, we'll, yeah, we'll have some programs here at Millburger in uh, uh, February, maybe in, into March, but by February for sure. And then we'll have uh, also have some programs at the Medical Center and uh, All right. at the headquarters at... Uh, uh, in uh, New Braunfels. Okay, yeah, and I think uh, every it was very well received last year. Oh gosh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were full. Yeah, full. Yeah. All three, all, all, three all of, of the were classes full. were full. Now, if we can just uh, have more success, and uh, we had, we had some of the varieties that uh, seeded and uh, germinated mm-hmm. pretty successfully, but then we. Uh, a lot of the native varieties, we, we didn't have much luck. So we're working with uh, the uh, seed companies and uh, the guy, and gardeners to see if we can't have more success. Yeah, and figure it out. Figure it out what it takes. And uh, I, I know one of those will be here at Millburgers, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Be good. we're talking about the uh, milkweed classes like the Calvin did last year. He's going to do again. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. 
I brought you down. It was great. Yeah, so we're going to come up. All right, well, we're getting ready for a break. Anything you want to say before we uh, say goodbye for today? I'll let you get the last um, word. Well, we will be open next Saturday. Normal. Right. Oh, thank you. And we are and going to close early on Sunday. All right. And don't forget the gift certificates. If you're looking for a, a really uh, important, uh, satisfying gift, but uh, easy to deal with, this, that's, the, that's the easiest for a gardener. Gift certificate at Milberger's Nursery. Yeah. And by the way, in the coming year, too, to find out everything about what's going on at Millburgers, like the presentation or maybe there's a blood drive or stuff, you go to millburgernursery.com and you find out the hours ahead of time, too. That's millburgernursery.com. How did the... Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're that far along for next year. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. I mean, as you listen throughout the year, oh, you bet. Yeah. they know that you they can find sale items there. Sure. If they hear us talk about Calvin's presentation, they can kind of watch it. Uh, I guess, is it in the newsletter, too? Uh, theoretically. Theoretically. Okay. So you can get the newsletter uh, when you go to millburgernursery.com as well. We'll say goodbye for today, but we'll see you next Saturday back here at Millburgers. On behalf of uh, Trace and Calvin, I'm Milton Glick. See you uh, next Saturday back here at Millburgers on 930 AM, The Answer. The hills of Tennessee. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.